everyone to the tip top of Mount Manitoba. Okay, it's not the tip top of Mount Manitoba. It's not really Mount Manitoba, but it is in Manitoba. So, eh? Eh? Sure. We'll it, you're off the ground. I, I am off the ground. And because it is a very flat area, I can see for miles and miles and miles. It's the Hall of Fame show, and I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, along with Evan Nolan. And we run a lot of things. Not in Hall of Fame.com, Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame. Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and our favorite child, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Vote now. Please do this. It's something that uh, is pure democracy. Insert whatever joke you want for whatever party you believe in. It's, it, it'll work. But this is actually most votes get in. Makes no college. Uh, no actual uh, seat, seats as we have it here in Canada. It's pretty, it's, it'll, it'll be great. So here's what you do. Go to www.nottenhalloffame.com forward slash USA and vote on who you think should be the first class of the athletes, uh, contributors, coaches. Uh, it's something that we're very proud of. And it wasn't just something Evan and I, well, Evan and I did come up with it, but, you know, we solicited some pretty big names to help us out. I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. When I came into that, you're like, hey, we're going to have a uh, gonna have a Zoom meeting about this. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. It'll be our normal crew. And then some of our normal crew is there. And then a lot of people who are not my normal crew are also there. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but you knew that going in, right? Uh, no, not really. I, the, oh, no? Was a little bit serious. no. Okay. You, you, as we found out last week, you like springing things on me. Every single time oh, cool. I jump in here, I'm wondering if there's going to be a su surprise guest. Well, I, I kind of like that one, that because, yeah, last week. And thanks again, Nick, for sort of coming on because your expertise on that is it's great. Uh, I'll admit my love of the Rock Hall. I don't know. I, 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 it's starting to frustrate me more and more as was probably evident, but so be it. Uh, I got to well, get you know what was gonna, You know what was going to frustrate me? What's I that? thought we are going to have to come into this uh, thing with you winning a bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good on a bet for once. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, a very good chance for that push. You get past Philly. Yeah, there's a, very good, there's a very good chance for that push. But mm -hmm. uh, the Celtics need to play a lot better because uh, they're not always going to be playing teams coached by Doc Rivers in – and starred by uh, James Harden. Uh, they play, they play, the play the way they have against that Heat team and Eric Spolstra. They're going to get their due. And, and and you just dissed on two uh, future Hall of Famers. I mean, no no coach has lost more three to one leads in the history of professional sports than Doc Rivers. I I'm not saying that you were wrong to diss it. Yeah. I'm just saying putting that interesting yeah. perspective because I'm going to be talking about the All NBA uh, things a little bit later. Oh, good. Well, yeah, that, that, that's a good thing. So, yeah. Uh, and just uh, for those wondering what this bet is, uh, I have every team but Boston teams in the combined NBA and NHL. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, yeah. I was feeling pretty good until uh, the Bruins decided to stop playing hockey for two, for two games. Want to point out again, despite what you, what you, what you argued with me on Twitter on this, I said what your weakness was going to be. And it was. It wasn't goaltending. Yes, it was. 100% wasn't goaltending. You kidding me? No, I'm not. That 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 game they gave up, they lost 7 to 5. Mm -hmm. Literally one of those goals was his fault. All the rest of them he were two on one breakaways. The uh, the second goal I didn't Connor say Clifton, Connor Clifton passed across ice through three people for a breakaway on him. That is not the goalie's fault. I am just saying that his shot percentage went down 35% from the regular because season. Because the defense the defense um, stopped fucking playing. 
Well, potato, potato. I got something right. I don't care. Fine, fine. You got something. You got something right. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the halfway to the beer. But like, that's not. I'm not saying Omar was fantastic, but the defense was god awful. Orlov was terrible. Like terrible. That's Connor Clifton was terrible. Well, I, I sort yeah, of Jerry Jerry been a was too. terrible. I, I forgot to mention that block shots didn't go up that much, which in the playoffs they generally do. And but anyway, uh, there, there were more shots allowed. Having said that, but but by the way, one thing we should probably bring up. I mean, we did have a bet, although we didn't use our sponsor. We should probably bring them up now, right? Oh yes, we should. Yeah. So if you're going to make a wager and not on beer, not like on beer, and I do, uh, let's say uh, let's see what would be a good wager to do right now. Well. Um, I, I I think uh, that the that the Kentucky Derby gets shut down next year because too many horses die. Okay, <laughs> hey, that might be there. Well, let's say yeah. you want to go all in on I don't know the Lakers right now to win the whole thing. Okay, which uh, might be sort of a good one right there. And if you're a gambling man, there's a lot or gambling woman. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. You probably know all the different gambling sites. You if you're watching sports, you've seen somebody promote this. So, be it by the commentators, be it by uh, just on the side of the rink, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. But you want to get the best odds possible. So let's say you want you you want to go all on the Lakers. They're not all giving you the same odds. So if you want to find them in one quick way, you go to BetStamp. Download that right now on your phone, on your smartphone, BetStamp. And what you'll, once you do that, it'll ask you for a promo code. Please do that. Buck 25. You're, you're helping out the site. So buck 25 on bet stamp. And this way you're going to be able to do a one-stop shop for every single gambling company that pretty much exists in North America. Also too, if you're a lousy gambler like me, there's experts who can help you. And, you know, it, it's, it truly is one of those places where they don't really care if, if, if you, if, if you win everything, because they want you to, they, they're trying to help you win all this stuff. They're not taking your money. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool thing, right? So do that. Help help the site. Promo code Buck twenty five. Easy to remember because I'm the Buck and I'm not twenty five. Why didn't I do Buck fifty? Which I I'm really fifty. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, you wanted to you wanted to feel young again. No, nah, it was it was more self deprecating. I don't know why I, I did that. I should have just went fifty. Buck fifty. Maybe, you know, maybe I just didn't want to acknowledge that I'm I'm fifty. Oh well. Fair enough. Well, it's not really Hall of Fame season, so I've been sitting on something for a while, and sometimes I bring out what I call the smorgasbord of shit. It's a poo-poo platter where I'm just going to tell you something that's on my mind. And Hold on hold on, hold on a second. I know what you're going to do. I need a drink before we start, so go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm still. Okay. So I told uh, one of my other co-hosts, the lovely and talented Andrea Tessman, what I'm going to be doing on another show that we do, and she said, you're just going to shit all over it. She said, no, I'm not. You all you do is dump on the WNBA. No, I don't. Maybe I do, but I just call out crap before I see it. I, you're not dumping on women's basketball. I'm dumping on that league. You're dumping on the way that league is run. I'm and sometimes the actual players, but you not for how they play, but for dumb things they do. Yeah, continue. All right. So I've come up with a way to sort of solve this because here's something also interesting. That whenever we talk about women's basketball, and I know there's going to be a lot of people saying, like, I don't want to hear about the WNBA. Okay, fine. I get that. But just hear out this whole thing that I'm going to lay out. And then tell me if you think that would make you watch it a little bit more. Because we just witnessed something a month ago, or no, longer than a month ago. 
Uh, Iowa versus LSU in the women's college championship game drew over 11 million. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if that's a record. I think it is for women's yeah. college basketball. Uh, I was wrong on something I said on a previous show. I had said that the WNBA had never done a million. I was doing more research on it because they don't talk about it much and probably because there's they don't there's probably not yeah. a lot of success. Let's be blunt. Yeah. So according to one, one article I did read, the highest number that they ever had was a, a game. I, I forget between who, but it, I just was focusing on the number. But it said they did 1.3 million. Okay. That was in 2003. Wow. So how is it? And a lot, and a lot of people will say, uh, especially if you're, if there are some of the women who might be watching, it's the patriarchy. Well, I'm pretty sure that 11 million people who watched that game in the United States were not all women. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I watched the vast, it here. vast majority of them were probably men. Probably. I, I'm sure that was the case. So how is it that this keeps going up? And it's been a pretty big deal for a while, women's college basketball. It, it is growing, but it translates into nothing. Nothing in the WNBA. Zero. Mm. Zero growth when it comes to actual eyeballs. <clears throat> so what is going wrong? So you can't necessarily say it's the fact that they can't dunk because they can't dunk in women's college either. Mm -hmm. So what goes wrong? What is it? Now, I think it's a combination of a few things, and a lot of it is, but mostly it comes down to the league itself and a lack of self-awareness. They put people off. They turn people mm -hmm. off. And when you're asking people to watch, well, you know, you should be obligated to watch us. It doesn't work. It reminds me of who's the lady who, play, who played uh, Effie Trinket in Hunger Games? I don't know. Okay, I, I don't. Remember. I knew nothing about the Hunger Games. So. Okay, doesn't matter. But she she directed. She was the one who direct who just directed Cocaine Bear. Okay, and she must have learned something from something she directed previously, which was the last reboot of Charlie's Angels, which was a steaming pile of shit. And on okay. her press tour, she was saying, "Man, you've got to watch it. You owe it to us." I'm paraphrasing a bit because I don't remember exactly what it is, but we've gotten a lot of your shitty things. You should support female action. Men will if it's good. Yours was shit. <laughs> I mean, we, the MMA, which I also don't watch, has proven that. Yes, it does. And I, I've said it before, I'll so, say it again. How is it that you can have 18,000 people in Texas go to a main event where a Brazilian lesbian won, won in the main event? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How? I mean, and Serena, Serena Williams drew as much as anybody else. At the peak of her career because and, 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 and deserve to and and i think when we come down to a lot of things there'll always be that and i've said this also before that there's not a sport where the difference between them is more evident in basketball mainly because of the dunking because mm. they can't do it or the ones who can do it it's not it's not a, really a dunk better than i can do um, yeah better but, neither of us can do with the trampoline mm. Yeah. Okay. Probably at my age. Yes. Yeah. I, I I like I like the pause for effect, but I ain't lying. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so that. But again, if it can do that well in college, it has to be. There has to be more to it. So, mm -hmm. 
One here, so I'm going to propose a few things. Some will be very, very easy because I think I should be the commissioner of the WNBA. And it won't happen for four reasons. One, I'm white. And right now, that's not something that they want. Let's be blunt. Two, okay. I'm male. Three, I'm straight. Four, I'm not qualified. That's the same. Probably bigger than one, two, three. Probably more important than the first three. Yeah, but I wanted to build into that. Fair enough. Yeah, because I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if they had a straight white male who was incredible, they would probably put that person in charge. No, they wouldn't. Mm. No, no, not this league. We'll see. Anyway, continue. All right, but maybe they would. Doesn't matter. So um, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you all of this, everything in here for free. You don't need a promo code. It's all free. Go ahead. Like it, like what I did there. Mm -hmm. All right. First thing is going to be super simple because scoring is always much lower. Well, it's never going to be the same, but you know, big reason why. And here's something I never understood, but this is an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Why do you only play 40 minutes, not 48? Yeah, I don't have a good reason for that. I can't find one. I mean, because that's what they play in college, right? Right. That's what men play in college too, but well, it's also I'm coaching first and second grade boys soccer. It's also what we play there too. We play four 12 minute quarters mm -hmm. of five on five. But there's um, no reason why you can't do this. Mm -hmm. There's your that's your first thing. Now you're going to see scoring go up. I mean, whatever that math was. What, what, I'm not. I'm no mathematician. It, it's sixteen. It's sixteen percent more uh, time. So there say it's, if it goes up sixteen percent, well, there you go. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Pretty easy. That, that is the easiest thing you could do. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to point out that anyone who might be thinking, well, just lower the baskets, that, don't be an effing moron. That's the stupidest thing. I mean, that, that, that's an idea from 15 years ago. So, Well, I, I've, sometimes it gets floated around still. I, I was in a bar yeah. where somebody said the same thing. I said, well, okay. No, then now, they now they all have to, so every woman now has to relearn how to shoot. Yeah, they haven't learned. They haven't thought about the WNBA in fifteen years, so well, they, the they probably never thought about it much at all. So also there's also that going on. So that is the first thing that will be the simplest task. You it would take like virtually no effort. All right, let me bring up all the other stuff here that I've got for that. Okay, so I'm also going to ask all the owners. I know you're losing money, and I'm going to get to the whole money thing and explain why they're able to pay more because a lot of people don't even understand that why they're able to do that mm -hmm. in overseas. And it's actually pretty simple, but I've, I've yet to come across anyone actually putting a major article. Maybe I should do that. I do have a platform. So I think I will. You have a platform. Uh, so you, you, you know the guy who runs the site. Bit of a dick, but yeah. I'm stuck here with the man in the mirror. Sorry, I can't sing anymore <laughs> of that. Anyway, continue. Okay. All right. So... I'm going to ask you to put in a little bit more. And here's where I want you to invest that in. One more roster spot. Okay. Because I'm asking for eight more minutes. You need another roster spot. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. So that also will sort of, because there's some, there'll be some of the WNBA players will say, it's such a shame that player X is not even on this league because they were so good at such and such school. Okay. Well, let's find, let's add 12 more spots. Okay. Okay. And the other thing is uh is more convenient travel. 
I hate, I'm five foot seven, five foot nine on a dating profile. Now, <laughs> it was actually true. I, I think I did do that. But anyway, whatever. I hate flying. I can't imagine being the size of some of these women and having to fly mm -hmm. commercial. Now, mm -hmm. saying like, well, okay, they don't, they don't generate any income. I, I know, I get that. But I'm asking the employers to take a bit more of a loss so that they feel more like professional athletes. You know, the old saying, if you, if, if you look good, you play good. Yeah. If you feel good, you play good. Same sort yeah. of thing. So that's the investment I'm asking for them. Uh, the other thing that I think would be colossal. Now, I don't know the logistics in this, which is why I probably wouldn't be a good commissioner. But I, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. When they first came up with the WNBA, they decided they're going to play in the summer. And their logic was, we have virtually, our only competition is baseball. Mm -hmm. Here's a big problem with that. In the summer, you know, you've lived in the north all your life, mm -hmm. right? I live further north mm -hmm. all of my life. I don't know about you, but like today, because uh, I get to work from home, I, and I, I it was a beautiful summer day or a spring day. And I'm in Winnipeg. We have a lot less of those. I want to be outside. I don't want to be inside. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a problem. They always said that that both the uh, Chargers and Padres, well, the Chargers are in San Diego, and the Padres have. During the summer, before the teams were, particularly the Padres, and they so much money, was there just so many other things we do outdoors in San Diego? Why do you want to sit in a ballpark for three and a half hours? Yeah, but I mean, they they've got all twelve months of great weather, though. Yeah, but again, it, that was always. I'm just saying, it was one of the arguments. People okay. always say why the Padres didn't draw as well. But the, okay, but in the WNBA, they're thinking, all right, we we can't compete with the with the NBA, and I, I think back then, if I was what part of that that uh startup team i would have thought the same thing here's what we're missing on that a big reason that iowa versus lsu did so well a giant reason is because a lot of the world's or sporting world's focus is on college basketball mm -hmm. they're running it pretty much at the same time march madness is truly march madness now right mm -hmm. it's our season it's what we're thinking of Something that blew my mind, and I talked about this a couple years ago, uh, during uh, the COVID bubble, when they had the WNBA run at the same time, and I thought, who the hell is going to be watching this? They went up in ratings mm. the year before. How the hell did that happen? Well, I guess the simple reason is it's basketball season. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's, it's, it's as simple as that. And when I say it's going to be hard with the logistics, it's because it goes into the other issue. They supplement their income by playing overseas. They don't want to. And, it's, and when I say supplement their income, uh, some the first reaction that a lot of people have will be, when you're still making six figures. Yeah. Someone's going to pay you six figures to, to do that. Yeah, but they're making six figures or part of the year. If they can make another six figures... For another part of the year, why not do that? That's just dumb. Sure. Uh, absolutely. But so that's, so those leagues are already very well established. So essentially mm -hmm. you want to put those out of business. Or, well, actually no, because most of them are, are only targeted. You've got uh, usually national restrictions anyway. So like they can only have X amount of Americans or non, let's say it's in Spain, non-Spaniards or whatever. So the question then, a lot of people, when they learned this, well, wait a minute, how do they make more money there? So I finally did a lot of research to figure out that how, how do, how do they make more money? Are, are, are the arenas packed? 
No. They're sparse. They're sparsely attended. Mm-hmm. They're much lower attendance than, than anything that's going on in, in the United States. But all of those teams are supplemented by the, well, not all of them. It depends on the country. But the Turkish League, uh, the Spanish League, Greek League, the government kicks in to help with, with the gender equity. So they're mm-hmm. not taking a loss. That's how they're able to do this. And that's how they're able to pay more. It's not because the women are generating more. They're not. But now they're not causing them a loss. Right. And Russia, with Brittany Griner, it was a very, very rich person mm-hmm. who was able to do that. It didn't care that he was that this was a loss. That's right. when she was there, she was making a million. Same with Sue Bird. I told the story that uh, Sue Bird said in, interv- in, uh, in an interview once when she was recruited by that same team, would have been what, seven, eight years ago, uh, the, he put up a, a loophole because the Russian league had one of those restrictions. You can't have two, uh, not you can't have two non-Europeans. Within mm-hmm. 24 hours, she was an Israeli citizen. <laughs> True story. Which is European for sports purposes. Yes, but for sports, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But that that happened. That's all. That's all it took. So again, that's remember who you sort of work for. But that's. I've already went into that. I'm not going to go into that again. So that's how they're able to do this. But would some of the women, if they felt comfortable, if they didn't have to go overseas, go away from their family, would they say, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm just going to stay right here. I think it might surprise you a lot more, especially if the buzz is going on more. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So that's so also too, if I'm going to make you play the same amount of uh of minutes as a man, I can't we can't do the games. You're not making the money, you're not doing the revenue yet. That's too big a loss to ask the teams at this point. But I'm gonna fine you like one. John Morant, I tweeted, mm-hmm. and and we you and I went not really back and forth, but I, I said that his Instagram tweet was the most costly Instagram tweet of any probably professional athlete. When he was flashing that gun, he got suspended, was it four or eight games? I forget. Yeah, but then he had to go to rehab and all sorts of stuff. I think it was only, I think it was only four, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was four. Uh, then he did a bit of an exile for a bit, and then it, he didn't have his head on straight. Now, because of the way the all-NBA stuff works, long we'll, story we'll short, get to that. Yeah, well, yeah, his, his max contract, he lost $39 million because of it. It was the stupidest mm-hmm. thing that he could do. And I talked about this before, and I can't remember the name of the player who did this, but two a year a year ago, there was a player for Atlanta. She uh on 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 YouTube, it was shown mm-hmm. where she beat the crap out of another her and her wife beat the crap out of another girl at a food truck. The YouTube mm-hmm. belonged to the player. Mm-hmm. She uploaded herself beating the crap out of somebody. I, so, I remember, yeah. Yes. Uh which has to be the dumbest thing that any athlete has ever done. But nobody talks about it because most people don't talk about the WNBA. The biggest racist in all of sports and team sports in the last eight years is a W is a former WNBA player in Liz Cambridge, who mm-hmm. was anti-white, anti-Nigerian, even though she's half white and half Nigerian. Yeah. <sighs> that woman, the way she looked, the way she could carry herself at times, that woman should have been a ma- major star. That woman should be in, in the MCU universe. I mean that, mm-hmm. but she's too stupid, but whatever. 
So here's what they're all going to go through. Not sensitivity training. You're going into logic training. Don't post stupid things. Don't do stupid things. When a, when 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 an NBA player calls says something great about you, uh, I forget what it was. I think it was Draymond. It might not have been. It says, "Holy crap! Number twenty one for this team is is, is just lighting it up." The response was, put some respect on my name. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Understand uh -huh. that, that, that if an NBA player is sort of taking the time out and they want to go to these games, NBA players are your biggest fans because they love basketball. So they will watch other basketball. Don't bite the hand that will help you. Not that mm -hmm. you help you. Don't be stupid. Because every time you do that, you get shit on every single time. Just maybe logic trading is too harsh, but I don't know how they don't understand how this is perceived. I get that there should be equal pay throughout, but you're not generating the same revenue, so you're not equal. Sorry. It's, and you mentioned Serena Williams. Serena Williams is the biggest uh, tennis name, American tennis name in the last 20 years. Would you say that she's even bigger than Pete Sampras? At this point, yes. Okay. So then you, you make an argument she's the biggest tennis name of all time. I think for okay. the United States. All right. So I, mean, I, think, I think the only per people who are going to rival her are Martina Navratilova, who's, who started Czechoslovakia, came here. Right. And honestly, John McEnroe. Okay. Arthur Ashe, Jim Courier, mm -hmm. all those other guys, uh, even even uh, um, Jimmy Connors mm -hmm. didn't have staying power of uh, maybe Agassi. Agassi is probably the next Martina one. did. And I, Martina but yeah, did. yeah. yeah. Mar Mar Martina did. Uh, and if Serena didn't get pregnant, she probably would have too if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. But Serena Williams, by her own admission, could not compete on the men's circuit. Serena Williams once challenged, and she she said something that she could beat somebody who was ranked in the hundreds in males. That did that match did happen. It was an, on an exhibition that they did. That person beat Serena and then beat Venus, did it easily, and said that he was actually hungover. Mm. Now, does Serena Williams then, because there's probably 200 men who were better than her, and maybe just even 50 in her own country, does she deserve to be the most highest paid person in the United States? Yes. Mm -hmm. because she generated the most. Pretty easy to understand. And these women have to understand this too. And I want to help them get there. I want them to get there. It's not impossible. It won't no. happen. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying it's not impossible. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. So you do those things, it can happen. Now, this is the thing where you might not agree with me. Okay. There's going to be an issue that's going to come up. I don't know when, but it's coming. It is coming. There's going to become a woman who's go or a trans woman who's going to want to try to play in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It just happened in Australia where they tried and they shot it down. There's basically three points of view on women and trans women in sports. There's one group that says, this isn't fair, don't do it. There's a, a larger group that won't say anything, but thinks it's not fair, but they don't want to be canceled. 
And then there's a very small minute group who says trans women are women in every capacity. Okay. That's a very, very small, tiny group because every single time we've seen this, be it Leah Thomas, be it uh, Ricky Trace in skateboarding, be it, uh, I, but every, every single one of them, there's been pretty much the same reaction that I just said. One person will say like, go, a hundred people will say, this is awful. And two, and the very loud majority that won't say a damn thing, but they mm -hmm. won't spend money on it. They will not. They will not because it, it doesn't generate an income. And when that person does happen, it's going to be somebody who wasn't NBA good, who wasn't EuroLeague good. It'll be someone probably from Division Two or some or something like that, and it's going to be a disaster. It will be a disaster. And the big difference with the United States and then Australia, they're going to push for it here. Because there's two, there's very loud voices who will push for that. Megan Rapino will do everything she can to make that happen. I, just look at her, her social media. She had a tweet not long ago where she says, "I can't wait," or not can't wait. I look forward to when I have a, when a trans person playing with me on the on the U.S. national women's team. Okay. I I mean I, the, I think the trans thing is. I mean, we've we've probably talked about this more than most. Um, I don't know what the solution is to it, but I'm sure that you're right that there is going to be somebody. I just have a hard time believing it's going to be some random Division Two athlete who goes through the whole process of transition just because they want to play in the WNBA. Yeah, but, we, but see, that's also the other issue right now. We don't eat. When Leah Thomas did that, Leah Thomas didn't do much at that point. Hmm. So the level of what transition even means isn't concise. They don't have a policy in place. Or maybe they do. I'm sure they've thought of this well ahead of time. Or they're, or they're probably, or you know what, I bet you they have it. They probably have ostrich syndrome, ostrich, head in the sand. But if this happens, this league, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble because a lot of people will not follow and watch this. And that's yeah. that, that's not necessarily mean people who are necessarily transphobic, but this the people who will support this generally don't watch sports. Yeah, Megan does. Megan gonna pay gonna help raise your salary? No, she won't. Megan no. Megan cares about one thing. Megan. Hmm. I think you and I differ on that. I mean, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, of Yeah, we're gonna differ on that too. But but. but uh, um, I, but that's a whole. That we could go on and on and on in this. So well, we, we've got we've got this point. Is there anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I'm just saying when this comes up, if you if you cater to her, you're done. You will not survive this. Well, you'll survive it because the the NBA is going to help keep you propped up, but you're not going to become profitable ever. Because that is the line that most people have drawn hmm. when it comes to that in sports and right wrong whatever that's where we are and the one that one minute point zero zero one percent who will say no this is great don't won't, most of them don't spend money on it mm -hmm. and it's gonna and it's gonna be two people pushing it megan and aoc and i'm basing that on their no i'm basing it on their interaction to each other on this issue on social media i've been looking at this i guarantee you that that is some the first person who's going to back that up 
and yeah, I, 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 I don't, go ahead. I, I don't I don't want to have the political debate. On I, 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 I just don't I don't know what the, the there's no good answer. Well, either there's only there's only two answers, either create a trans league so you can play, do something. Or you're playing a, you're playing in your assigned gender. Mm. Like that, that that's that's really it. And yeah. I will say this though, if this does if this does happen, and the WNBA women say, "Oh, we're all for it." All right, fine. But I'll leave it with this: I told you so. Not that I'm the type of person who likes to say, "I told you so." No, definitely not. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'll put it this way: I'm not betting beer on that. No. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I mean, the last part, of course, is something we've been over several times, mm -hmm. uh, but the rest of the stuff seems to make sense. So, especially the move, uh, like I don't know logistically how they would do that worked out with the other leagues, but a move to a move to the winter. Here's how I I, I would see it play out. You finish, you ramp up your your WNBA finals ends right before the NBA season ends and the NBA playoffs be, be, uh, begin. You know, mm -hmm. you time it at that point. You ramp up everything to sort of like build up to that moment. Also, too, you can work out something where on the WNBA All Star Game, why can't you know then they can have a, like a player, also an NBA player, sort of help out with those three point things. Yeah. So I, I mean, almost put the uh, the playoffs right after the final four. So uh, final four, yeah. well, you have final four WNBA playoffs, and yep. you just have playoff basketball all the way through. I would imagine too it would be a lot easier for, through the WNBA draft. Yeah, I mean, and then you're sort of like bleeding into that season because if people are thinking basketball, they'll watch basketball. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it, your your playoffs becomes a connector mm -hmm. between the NCAA tournament and the NBA playoffs. There's like a month and a half there where the games really matter in the NBA mm -hmm. that you can. So here are games that actually really matter. It makes sense. You can amp that. You can you can ramp that up, and I've, we've seen it kind of work in the NCAA. Why couldn't it work here? It totally could. Mm -hmm. Basketball season is basketball season. That's it. it. It it will do wonders. That alone will do wonders for uh, viewership. Guarantee it. I don't know how you pull that off with the other ones, but but I'm not the commissioner. That's your job. Whoever you're the commissioner. I I, yeah. I I gave you all this, all of this free. I, I'm not even charging a consulting fee. How awesome am I? No, that, that wasn't rhetorical. I, I, I want to know how awesome I mean, you, you are. You are you are very awesome for giving this out for free, but nobody's going to listen because they won't. So, and that's anyway. it. It'll be a long time before I mention this again, if ever. Yeah. Well. All right. WNBA, WNBA where great things can happen if you do mm -hmm. what I say. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, should we go to the death rattle here? Yeah, we lost a few. Let's uh, let's let's pay our respects. Yeah, because I didn't uh, last week with the uh, the other part, we didn't get through most yeah. of this, so it's a little bit longer. But I'll try and keep it try and keep it a little bit short here. <laughs>
Uh, we lost one of the greatest American mountaineers of all time, Tom, Horn, Tom Hornbein, at the age of 92, mm. which is you know, one of the uh, weirdest ages to die at because most of these guys don't make it that long. Uh, but he was his ascent of Mount Everest uh, is w- legendary. Also, uh, actually, when they, when they do crack hours into the air, it's just the they went up the West Ridge, which had never been done before. And the way they went up was completely audacious. And if you ever read uh, John Krakauer's uh, The Air Up There or whatever, what's, the, what's that one called? The uh, Into Thin Air. That's the one. Um, yeah, it was, wasn't The Air the Up There a basketball movie with Kevin Bacon? basketball movie, yeah. The, the Into Thin Air is the movie, uh, the book by, um, mm-hmm. by John Krakauer. But uh, just legendary, like everyone who's ever seen it's like, I can't believe anyone tried that. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 92. Um, I don't usually talk about foreign Olympians, but I have to talk about this. One of the greatest gymnasts of all time, Yuri Korolev, uh, Korolev, passed away at the age of only 60. He won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, ten gold medals in the world championships, five gold medals in the European championships, five in the world cups and five in the goodwill games. Uh, Never really got, I never got to participate in the Olympics, unfortunately, uh, because of the 84 being canceled. Um, and he was done before 88. But one of the well, greatest Jews. Did, did you see where he's from, though? Uh, he's from uh, the so- Soviet Union. Soviet Union, okay. Yeah, originally. So, uh, but he passed away at the age of 60. But it was kind of one of the greatest athletes who never really competed at the Olympics. He w- He started in 81, he finished in 87. Missed the 84 because of uh, being in Los Angeles, but he's only 60, which is far too young. Um, I actually don't know why he passed away, but um, yeah, according to uh, the way they measure stuff, he's the eighth greatest male gymnast of all time. Hmm. Uh, Going to actual Olympians, we lost quite a few in track and field in particular, um, starting with Jim Fox. Pentathlete, age 81, uh, actually from England, uh, won the gold medal in Montreal, uh, but one of the greatest pentathletes of all time, which is a weird thing, right? Um, Also a member of the Order of the British Empire, uh, passed away at the age of 81. Uh, From the United States, we lost Calvin Davis, who won a bronze in in the 400-meter hurdles. Mm -hmm. Passed at the age of 51. Um, I don't see what he passed of, but he uh, was inducted to the Ar- University of Arkansas Athletic Hall of Fame mm-hmm. um, and uh, also won a gold in the 4x400 relay in uh, Barcelona in 95. Uh, also passing Ralph Boston, uh, who, pa- who won three Olympic medals and the first person to break the 27 foot barrier. In the long jump. Oh, wow. Uh, he passed away at the age of 83. Um, won gold in Rome, silver in Tokyo, bronze in Mexico City. Um, so gold in 60, silver in 64, bronze in 68. He had a stroke in April, uh, at the end of April, and died of complications later that day. Uh, he was 83 years old. Uh, maybe the saddest is Tori Bowie passed away as well. Um Mm-hmm. She was only 32. Did we, uh, we get a cause of death on that? 
Um, I don't see it. It's that she there had been a wellness check in her home. Hold on, I, I oh, so then probably she took her own life. Sadly, it's possible. Um, but she won was one of the ones who won the twenty sixteen four by one hundred relay. Finished silver in the hundred meters, bronze in the two hundred meters at the uh, twenty sixteen Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. Also won gold for the world championships uh, in London in twenty seventeen in the hundred meters and a four by one hundred. But she was, like I said, only thirty two years old. I just want to segue out of there. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Shikari won a one hundred recently. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. I, I told you I want to cheer for this woman really bad. She makes it hard, but I really do. Uh, so I, I was pretty happy when I saw her name trending for a good reason this time. Cool. Yeah. But sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, Australian professional golfer Frank Phillips passed away at the age of ninety. Uh, won the fifty-seven and sixty-one Australian Open. Um, also from golf, we lost Lance Tenbrook, uh, who is only sixty-seven. Won a couple times in the PGA Tour, uh, and then uh, come on, computer, do something. Thank you. And the bigger, biggest name, I guess, was probably Don January, who won the PGA Championship in '67, finished third in the U.S. Open, uh, passed away at the age of 93. Um, he's he won 22 times on the PGA Tour Champions, which ties him for seventh all time on that. Uh, on that circuit. Yeah, pretty big so, name. Yeah. Uh, for football, we lost American half professional football player and halfback Don McElhenney, uh, who played for the Lions, Packers, Cowboys, and Niners um, at the age of 88. Uh, he, after battling Alzheimer's disease for 10 years. Oh. He's also the father of Lance McElhinney, who is the winningest quarterback in the history of the Southwest Conference. Oh. So, um, uh, also lost, um, excuse me, also lost Ben Tompkins, who was a uh, football player. Uh, and actually, interesting, he's a football player and a baseball player. Won the 1949 and 50 College World Series for Texas and the 51 Cotton Bowl. Uh, then went on to become a, a one of the uh, major um, referees. Actually, officiated two Super Bowls. Uh, he passed away at the age of. Let's see, that that makes him uh, 93. So he was uh, he officiated, I believe the. Uh, the Super Bowl with uh, the Dolphins going perfect. He was the main guy there. Also passing away, uh, another football player, Ed Flanagan, center uh, for the Lions and Chargers, a four-time Pro Bowler, member of the Lions all-time team, the 75th anniversary team, passed away at the age of 79. And the biggest name from football uh, passed away just a couple days ago, Joe Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, passed away, quarterback, a member of the College Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall mm -hmm. of Fame. Yeah, um, yeah. Minnesota Viking, and uh, one half of, I don't know if it was the inspiration for the movie, but of the opening of the movie, Grudge Match. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, like, did you, you ever see Grudge Match? I have not. Okay, uh, movie itself isn't bad, but I watch it because, well, it's De Niro and Stallone boxing. So, you know, the fictitious okay. athlete fan in both of us, you know, I'm saying I'm going to watch that. So the opening is because these their, their characters uh, fought each other in like twice in, I guess, the, the 80s or whatever. And mm -hmm. they're they were brought out for, to do like motion capture in, in yeah. for, uh, I guess, them you know, for themselves and in, for a video game. They saw each other and then they were trying to beat each other up badly. And it was inspired. That scene was inspired when Joe Cap and Angelo Mosca were at a CFL sort of uh, a Grey Cup uh, event, and then they were getting at it, and Mosca actually take, takes his cane and goes to him, and Cap, because he was still mobile, knocked him out or pushed him down, and it just went like this. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Guy hit me. With yeah, that. yeah. So, so Cap. Cap still uh, is holds. He's one of eight players that holds a uh, record in the NFL, though. Still at this point, oh, what you know what that NFL record is? Not a clue. Most touchdown passes in a game. Really? He had seven against the Baltimore Colts in September of '69. Oh man! It's an eight-way tie with seven touchdowns. Can you name any of the other seven players? I'll give you a hint. Please. Uh, one, two. Three, four of them are Hall of Famers, and a fifth one will be a city solid. And right. the other two, I'll give you the other two. They're Adrian Burke for the Philadelphia Eagles in 1954, and Nick right. Foles for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2013. Never would have got Maybe that. The other five. All right, so Hall of Famers. Let's see. Uh, Favre. Nope. Okay. Rogers. Nope. Uh, Brady, no, Brady didn't do that. I remember that. Manning, yeah, six. He had that six touchdown game against uh, the Titans in the snow where he just kind of they just ran it the whole rest of the time. He had six and a half and then didn't right. have any, or he had five and a half and one in the first part of the third quarter. Peyton, Peyton Manning is correct. So, Joe Capped it in 69. Manning was the next one to do it in mm -hmm. 2013 as a, as a Bronco against the Ravens. Uh, and then Nick Foles did it like a month or two months later. But the rest of the list is Sid Luckman in 43, Adrian Burke in 54, George Bland in 61, Y.A. Tittle in 62, Joe Cap in 69, Manning in 2013, Foles in 2013, and the one I can't believe you didn't get, Drew Brees in 2015 was the last to do it against the New York Giants in a 52 to 49. Uh, yeah, I should have got that one. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I never yeah. So, Joe in a million years, some of those names. Well, Cap, well, I know who Joe Cap is, but yeah. was, whatever. But no, Joe I, Cap was 85. Was 85, yeah. Uh, from basketball, we had uh, Lance Blanks, who played for the Pistons and Timberwolves for a while, but more importantly was uh, general manager of Phoenix Suns from 2010 to 2013, passed away at the age of 56, uh, committed suicide, unfortunately. Oh, so he's Texas Mr. Basketball back in 1985. Damn. Uh, also from basketball, uh, Larry Rivers of the heart, Larry Gator Rivers of the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, past the age of 73, played for the Globetrotters from 73 through 86. Um, I don't, he died of cancer. So 
member of the Greater Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame, okay. which I know is a thing. Um, from baseball, uh, Mike Shannon passed away, uh, two-time World Series champion with the Cardinals in 64 and 67, member of their Hall of Fame, uh, played for the Cardinals from 62 through 70. He passed at the age of 83. Um, hold on. From hockey, uh, we lost Vic Stasiuk, passed at the age of 93, played for the Blackhawks, Red Wings, and Bruins, also coached the Flyers, Golden Seals, and Canucks. Hmm. Uh, from, so he played from 50 to 66 and coached from 63 to 79. Uh, but he passed, like I said, the age of 93, career 437 points, uh, 307, um, sorry, uh, only 88 career wins, though, in 307 games. So, oh, as a coach, coach, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, GM. Well, when you said go, when you said Golden Seals, that uh, kind of tipped me off on that record. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough to win with Golden Seals. He went uh, 21, 38, and 16 in one season with them. You know, I, mean, I always forget that Oakland actually had a hockey team, so I guess they're going to be completely barren soon. Huh? Yeah, they lost, they lost all four. That's what I talked about a few weeks ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you, another name from, but anyway. name from my youth uh, broke my heart as a 11-year-old. Uh, Peter Klima passed away. Patrick Klima passed away at the age of 58. Yeah. yeah. I remember him. He played from 81 to 2003, but I remember him most on that 90s Oilers team uh, who won in – was a double overtime against the Bruins in game three. Lima scoring the goal to win it in that in that sweep when we, we thought the Bruins had a shot. I believe it was triple overtime. It was a triple over it may have been triple yeah, overtime. I, I, think it's, I think that's still a record for the the longest uh game to go overtime in, in the actual finals. Mm-hmm. So of which he scored the the, the winner. Yeah. Uh, I forget did say what he died of? Because he's still very young. Was He's 58. Name? I don't see it. Said that he died in his home in Chomutov at the age of 58. Yeah, Klima was a pretty good player on that. I don't want to say hanging on Oilers team because that really wasn't the case. I mean, I I I will maintain that that was that was a series that really proved that Mark Messier was the most complete player in hockey, mm-hmm. and had been for a long time. Just we weren't paying attention because of because Gretzky was his teammate. I truly believe that. Yeah, I, I, it may have been, I don't know if you remember, Klima also did have a drug and alcohol problem. I do remember that, yeah. Uh, he, well, he was rooming with Bob Probert, which was never a good sign. Um, uh, Klima got clean, Probert never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that may have had something to do with it as well. Um, yeah, but was, just, al- alcoholism will get you eventually. I was reading an article too, uh, Probert sort of triggered that that thought, uh, where they, they did a, a search or research on that. That basically the NHL goons die ten years earlier than the rest of the NHL players. Not, not exactly. I mean, like that. I, you did. You don't know the number, but it's the least surprising thing to sort of that you'd read in the sports section. Yeah. Uh, something we don't know what we talked about. Uh, Rodeo Hall of Famer Larry Mahan passed away at the age of seventy-nine. Um, won six all-around world championships, two bull riding world championships. Um, and also was the subject of the documentary, The Great American Cowboy, which won the 74 uh, Academy Award for Best Documentary. Okay. So, um, but he's uh, 
Also, he's inducted a Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame twice, once in the all-round and then once of a le- as a legend of rodeo. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 79. Another one where you're not, you don't expect to live long, uh, in my opinion. But or at least walk a, upright. That is true. He had a prolonged uh, struggle with cancer, which mm-hmm. seeing as he was a cowboy during the Marlboro Man time is probably not that surprising as well. Probably not. Uh, all right. So from from uh, music, we had Gordon Lightfoot, who we talked about last week a little bit. Um, one of my one of my favorite artists, honestly. I've listened to Gord's Gold, his greatest uh, hits record. I was listening to it after we drove back from uh, Little Rock back in March. It was one of the things I had in, in the car going. Uh, Carefree Highway, If You Could Read My Mind, Rainy Day People, Sundown, and of course, The Wreck of the Edsman Fitzgerald. Uh, all hey, were top 40 hits for him. Uh, so I guess I, I got to retire my Gordy impressions, huh? You can still do them. Just because someone's dead doesn't mean you can't, you know, do impressions of them. I, I love Gordon Lightfoot. Um, I, I didn't know that he used to date, uh, what was her name? Judy Smith. I think that's her name. The one who uh, who highballed Belushi. Oh, no. I did not know that. I might have the name wrong, but of, of the person. But yeah, uh, Sundown is apparently uh, a bit about her. Or no, no, that, that's not true. It was about his uh, ex, his wife at the time. But he did have a long relationship with her. Mm. So I guess Sundown, uh, Sundown may be my favorite song of his. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, the, one of the uh, one of his biggest supporters though was Bob Dylan. Dylan often performs Lightfoot song or has performed Lightfoot songs mm-hmm. mainly because they're in Dylan's range um, uh, at different times. But yeah, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, someone who I don't think will ever get the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but has got to be in consideration for that songwriters category if we ever get it you know, far enough. I mean DJ Cool Herc took us all by surprise. Not that there's any issue with it. I I'm not that surprised by DJ Cool Herc. I guess I was. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't mean because discuss, there, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff they're talking about making a big deal, like I said last week, of the uh of the 50th anniversary of the birth of of um there I, I suspected they'd get somebody from the beginning. DJ Cool Herc was was one of them. I wouldn't shock me had been the Sugar Hill Gang, um, like but some but DJ Curl Herc literally is the beginning of of um, of hip hop, so it makes sense to put him in on the 50th anniversary. So mm-hmm. um, also passing away, uh, the recording partner of indie rock musician Kurt Vile, Rob Lasco, passed away at only the age of 44. Mm-hmm. Um, from my neck of the woods, born in uh, Massachusetts, graduate of Emerson College. Uh, I know. Do you know Kurt? Uh, Kurt Vile. Do you listen to him much? No, no. That's a, that may be a New England thing as well. Mm-hmm. But he passed away of a rare and aggressive form of cancer, the bile duct. Uh, age of forty-four. Um, from the uh, Chieftains, one of their fillers, Sean Keen, passed away at the age of seventy-six. Um, I don't know of what, uh, but one of the original uh, chieftains. Uh, also passing away, Linda Lewis, English songwriter known for the single Rock a Doodle Do uh, and her version of the Shoop Shoop song. Uh, she passed away at the age of 72, kind of a soul funk ska type of person. I'll take a word for it. I'm not that familiar. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, from the Mothers of Invention, uh, I lost it. I apologize. It dis it disappeared, so I apologize. Um, well, one of the mothers' invention passed away, and I cannot find the name. It I'll put a pin in it. We'll mention him next week. What? We'll mention him next week. We'll get him next week. Yeah. Well, I guess that next weekend, whenever we do that, I'm right. going to be on a boat. Uh, English English's rock uh, wild man or Britain's wild man of rock and roll, Wee Willie Harris, passed away at the age of ninety. Um, uh, when he played in Liverpool in 1958, uh, waiting to get his autograph in line when he got off the stage were two young men, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Hmm. Uh, got him. So he is uh, dyed his hair pink. Um, and based on he was inspired by Gorgeous George for that. Uh, played with Conway Twitty, Fred, Freddie Cannon, Johnny Preston. Whole bunch of people like that not as big as big over here but huge in england and the late 50s early 60s he passed away at, at the age of 90. uh also passing the tall texan american country music singer claude gray known for the 1960 hit family bible which is not one of my favorite country songs i'll be honest uh he passed away at the age of 91. um uh, one of the big ones, there's only one left now, uh, Tim Bachman passed away. Um, so guitarist and vocalist from Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh, there are four Bachman brothers. Randy's the only one left, which is crazy um, at this point. But he passed away at the age of 71 uh, after battling cancer. I think three of the four Bachmans have died in like the last 18 months. I told you when uh, my dog met uh, Randy Bachman, right? Or upstaged him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went through. Yeah. So R Robbie Bachman passed. Tim Bachman passed. There was another one as well. But yeah. So um, Randy's still going. And but Tall Bachman's career died a long time ago. It did he should have worn sunscreen? Um, he should so high. Yeah. Um. Then the two big names I do want to talk talk about, uh, Vita Blue from baseball. Uh, 209 and 161 in his career. How do I describe? Like he pitched his work with the athletics, like he and Raleigh Fingers. Mm -hmm. Just, they were, they put the A's on the map in Oakland. They put Oakland on the map. In many ways. Well, it's there's not a lot of dynasties left in any sport for that matter. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was the dynasty of any sport in the early nineties period. Mm -hmm. it was Oakland uh, even the, even the players there who didn't get on the uh, get into the Hall of Fame? Vita Blue, uh, Sal Bando, how good was he? Uh, Bert okay. Campanaris, mm -hmm. and, and these are your guys. Then you, they got Reggie at cleanup. Uh, catfish. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would say that I think it's. I don't know if Vita Blue is the best uh, Southpaw of the '70s, but for the first half of it, he was. Uh, what did he? I think he won the MVP in Cy Young in the same year. 
Yeah, seventy-one. He won. He led the league in ERA. Led the AL ERA. Was the MVP and Cy Young yeah. in seventy-one. In our baseball chat group, uh, one of the one of the people said, and I didn't know this, that he's the last switch hitter to win the MVP. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I never would have would have known that. I'll, I'll assume that that's accurate. Uh, Vita Blue, for, he's not in the hall. He won't be. He, I think he's like stayed on the ballot for quite a long time. Unfortunately, he had some substance abuse issues. Yeah, substance, substance abuse. He was one of the first who yeah. substance abuse it's absolutely killed his career. I mean, Doc Gooden, J.R. Richard, others like him afterwards, but Vita was one of the first ones that drugs just got him. Yeah, I mean, he he hung on a long time, but you can just imagine what he would be if he was more focused in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. He still had a couple of good years in the early eighties, but I mean, good, but not. Not great. I mean, like Doc, like you mentioned Gooden before. Gooden was so phenomenal in those first few years, and then you never heard about him much. But you forget that he actually played. I want to say, didn't he play till 2000? That's possible. I don't know. Hold on. I'll like him and up. Strawberry both like played way longer, like still having minor roles. I know. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. 2000 for the match. Yeah. And, but what, what he could have been. I mean, when you look at that, especially that Mets team. When you think about that Mets team and the only Hall of Famer on it, I might be wrong in this, but isn't the only Hall of Famer on it uh, Gary Carter? Mm. Gary Carter was massively overrated at that point. Because he was living off more reputation. Uh, Let me just... 1986 Mets roster. Let me double check that. Yeah. Because like Strawberry and Gooden looked like they were going to be, especially in those first few years, they were phenomenal. Oh, they were so good. Uh, Seaver. Well, no, well, Seaver was on the Red Seaver Sox. Was, no, Seaver wasn't on that team, was he? No. Hold on. 86? Hold on, hold on. No, he's on the Red Sox in 86. Okay. Uh, Hernandez. You know, there's another guy who might have snorted his way out of, out of the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's a ridiculously good team. I think you're right. Um... Like this, like it's it's a who's who of really good players. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Daryl Strawberry, Kevin Mitchell, Stan Jefferson, uh, Mookie Wilson, George Foster, uh, Lenny Dykstra. For uh, Ray Dykes, speaking of people who like uh, derailed their own career, Dykstra yeah. was it was it Roscoe on that team by that point? Or yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, yep, sorry. Dave Magadan, Gary Carter, Jesse Orozco, Bob Ojeda, who. Uh, Barely survived that boat crash a few years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger McDowell, Dwight Gooden, Sid Fernandez, Ron Darling, Rick Aguilera. Like that's a team of like just short of Hall of Famers. Yeah, and Ron Darling was they, cast they, they've got like 15 just short of Hall of Famers. And Ron and Darling was cast in a movie just for being good looking. <laughs> True. Yeah. So 10 points for whoever gets that in and in, in sends that out to either Evan or Evan or I. But yes. That, that we're, anyway, anyway, back to blue. Um, so he passed. He had uh, he had cancer. One of the coolest things about him, though, he uh, married his wife on the Pictures of the Candlestick Park in 1989. Mm-hmm. His best man was William McCovey, and Orlando Cepeda escorted his wife to the mound. That's awesome. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but he passed at the age of uh, 73. And lastly, one of the great coaches in the history of 
of college sports, a member of both the College Basketball Hall of Fame and the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's actually strangely inducted Basketball Hall of Fame for college basketball. May have just been he needed to be retired longer. Uh, mm-hmm. Denny Crump mm-hmm. uh, passed away at the age of 86, uh, won national championships in 80 and 86, was a final four with six times, 72, 75, 80, 82, 83, and 86. Um, 12-time regular season Metro uh, winner, three-time Mountain uh, Missouri Valley Conference winner, 11-time Metro Tournament winner, two-time Sporting News Coach of the Year, four-time Metro Coach of the Year, Conference USA Coach of the Year, uh, Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year. Like, what didn't this man? What didn't this man do? From seventy-one to two thousand one, he, he literally put Louisville on. Yeah, uh, legend, absolutely a, a good person to close with. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- yeah. So when Wooden, uh, he actually w- when John Wooden retired, he was actually UCLA's first choice mm-hmm. to replace him and, and turned him down. So Ooh, okay. interesting. Uh, oh, I he, forgot to mention something in my WNBA thing that I found interesting. It's okay. not really about WNBA, but it's, it's just something it, it, something I found really interesting. As a, as that sort of that's happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, where's a oh shit? Caitlin Clark's trending again. Well, why is she trending right now? And basically, it was because LSU is loading up with other players to defend that title. Mm. And it's like, and some people say all this just to beat Caitlin Clark. Like, you already beat her. But yeah. I, but I thought I find it really interesting. Didn't we? Or did, I think I said it, and I don't know if you agreed with me on on that or not. When this is just a year ago, when crap, I just blanked on her name. Uh, who's the head coach at LSU? I can't believe I'm like, it's I've, I've got her face and her jacket. Thank you. Like, I could see her jacket, that damn jacket, like that she was wearing in that. Like, who the hell dresses this woman? I I think I, I tweeted that. Like, this she must be raiding Medea's closet or something. I, I, but. Didn't we think that after she didn't support Brittany Griner that she would have a real hard time recruiting black players? Guess not. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, so, but like I said before, she didn't say anything. Something happened there that we don't yeah, know. Something definitely happened. And I, I don't think it's, I think what happened is Kim either did say that and she felt betrayed or Brittany's full of shit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, eventually. no, we won't. <laughs> but I, I we'll do find out eventually. It will come out eventually. I don't think Kim's talking. Hmm. Unless she's got a book to promote. Then she'll talk. Either way, I just sort of found that really, really interesting. So add that to the, to the mount, to the trash heap of things I got wrong. So Fair enough. All right, we're going to do your elevator up, elevator yeah, down? I am. Uh, so elevator up, elevator down. Elevator up. Elevator down. Down uh, for newer listeners or watchers. It's pretty much the way it sounds. Uh, I look at who in the past week has really made a better Hall of Fame case and who hasn't. Uh, right now, the elevator is only going up. Uh, I find that other than the obvious thing in the, in the NBA and the Basketball Hall of Fame, other than the MVP, and there's only gonna, there's never been an MVP who's never been in the Hall, Derek Rose will be the first, I, I think, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Uh, but I think one of the best metrics really is all NBA. 
And it's going to be even better going forward because I think this is the last year, correct me if I'm wrong on this, that it's just going to be the pure first team and they're not going to worry about position. Yes, they're they're not worrying about position after this year, correct? Yeah, so going forward, I think they're going to mean a lot more. So, But generally speaking, if you're on this, you're considered one of the top 15 players in basketball. And if you're in the Mm -hmm. top 15 and you're this multiple times, you're a Hall of Famer. It, Mm -hmm. It is the easiest metric going. So I think I'd like to look at all of these. Uh, some, I think it helps more than others. Some, I think it does absolutely nothing for, but uh, I've okay. got three people in mind that I think it really helps. So I just want to like mention them all because I, I just love talking about this. Uh, first off, congratulations to Joel Embiid, uh, MVP. And now, now this. this is actually the first time he's been a first, a team, all, all NBA player. Uh, Which is crazy. It, it, it's absolutely crazy. So I think he's already pretty much a Hall of Famer now, but this, if there was any doubt in anyone's mind, I, I, first off, yeah. I don't know how there would have been, but when we look at the rest of the first team, uh, Tatum, your guy, back to back first team. Tatum, uh, who Tatum played a terrible 45 minutes tonight. He was one for 14 mm-hmm. and then scored uh, 11 points in rapid succession in 16 in the quarter. So. And you're defending ECF champion. So let's see if he can do if yeah. he can beat Eastern Conference Finals for anyone wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Uh so I think he's gonna I, I think this is uh I don't know what it really does for, for him because I think he's already on that trajectory. Because some people need this, some people don't. He's not he's not there yet. Oh, no, he's, he's not, not there yet. He's he's just short of ten thousand points with the Celtics mm-hmm. um already. If he yeah. he's probably if he stays with the Celtics to keep his trajectory. He's probably going to end up in the Bird Pierce range, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even Havlicek. Um, so we'll see. He's probably going to be a top four or five scorer with the Celtics if he stays here, possibly number one. And all those guys in the Hall of Fame. So, okay. and all of them have been number two. As a matter of okay. fact, every person ahead of him on the scoring list has had their number retired by the Celtics, except for one. Who's that one? And he'll never, he will never be retired. I, I, don't, I don't know who. Antoine Walker. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, okay. Before we go on to the next one, just uh, out of out of my own curiosity, uh, what's his peak on the all-time Celtics? Obviously, it's he can't be number one because of Bill Russell. Can't be number two because of Larry Bird. But what's his peak all-time if he stays? I mean, I mean until he wins the championship, the answer is I have no idea. Okay. Um, he, ha- he has to win a championship in order to be there. Um Right now, the 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 Celtics Mount Rushmore is is Russell Bird. Now it gets hard. I'll say Havlicek, and you can make an argument for about five people there. JoJo White. You can make an argument for Sam Jones. You can make an argument for Kevin McHale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make an argument for Paul Pierce, who's second in scoring. And like uh, third and steals and all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of people who make an argument for for that fourth spot. Is number three possible? Yeah, I mean, certainly possible. Havlicek still leads the team in scoring all time, which is crazy. Um, so is it possible? Yeah, 100% it's possible. Jalen Brown, who you haven't gotten to yet. I haven't gotten to um, yet. Is, uh, is also got a chance of being in the top – 10 Celtics of all time if he decides to stick around, which can I just say it? I put this on Twitter yesterday. Because he made second team, he will stay with the Celtics. Had he not made any of these teams, 
he would have gotten essentially the same amount of money to go be the man somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Whereas the amount of money they could give him here, he's not getting anywhere else. Right. So they're at least going to re-sign him. I mean, it's the difference of like $68 million um, between the two. Like there's, there are at least going to re-sign him. What? And he stayed off Instagram. He stayed off Instagram. Wow. I actually, I don't know whether he's on it. But, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the Boston media who really fuels a lot of the anti, it fuels a lot of the, the uh, meathead stuff. The Boston sports media is awful. Like awful. Funny, um, I've never heard you say that before. Jeez, oh, they're terrible. <laughs> um, and they're negative all the time. And Jalen Brown gets a lot of it. Jalen Brown is. I love Jalen Brown. Yeah, but um, the Boston sports media is just fucking awful to him. Mm. Um, the the idea he might want to go to Atlanta, for example, where he's from, and you know, do his own thing there. That's still possible, but at least he's not leaving for nothing. If he, they do, they're going to resign him in this offseason. This also means that Tatum is automatically eligible for the supermax. Jalen Brown's eligible for the largest contract in the history of the NBA. When he signs it with the largest contract in NBA history. Jalen Brown. Is, yeah, Jalen Brown with, with making this team. The guy person who will break that record is Jason Tatum, who no matter if he sits out next year, is already eligible for the max super max because he's made two first teams in three years. Um, he made him two years in a row. So the third year is is next year. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know what that means for their ability to sign people and anything else going forward, but um, it's, as a Celtics fan, I'm very, very excited. At least we have the opportunity to retain him more than. I mean, if the money's about the same, but you get to be the man in your own team, maybe that's something you want to do. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Uh, well, running out the first team, Giannis. I mean, he's already there. Giannis uh, is a Hall of Famer. Luka Doncic is interesting to me because he's. I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I did know, but he, this is actually makes it four first team in a row. And yet he has never played defense in his life. <laughs> he's better defensively. He he's terrible on defense and he's incredibly out of shape. He's incredible at offense and absolutely a wizard, maybe at, at offense. Maybe not since Maravich have we seen someone who's just so like wizard like and like where the hell to get that from, as opposed to the like the raw talent. Or, or power of Kobe or Jordan or everyone like that. He's a modern day Maravich in the fact that he also drinks and smokes like Maravich did. Um, so the moment he plays defense, he's in the Hall of Fame for me. He just refuses to. So, and his teams are suffering for it. That said, I, that said, I'd still take him over Trey Young every single time. Which is the trade that will be forever linked. So, uh, yep, uh, I, yeah, it definitely was a very good trade. Worked out very well for them. Uh, the running up the the top the first team is a fellow Canadian here, uh, SGA. Yeah, I watched him live. The only NBA game I went to this year was the Bulls and in, in Thunder in January, and SGA is just. I want him on my team. Like he's just so fun to watch. He's so talented. He hustles his butt off. That team's just not ready around him yet. Um, but that, yeah, that guy is special. It's hard to say that when you just are, this is really your first, that's your breakout year. 
we don't know what else he's got. I think he's got a hell of a lot more in him. I, yeah, his ceiling is is not anywhere close. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, he's way too young to say, okay, well, this puts him over. It's, but, yeah, but you no, know, again, he's way too young. But he's first team on Oklahoma City, who wasn't competing for anything. Well, they they got him the plan. Wasn't competing for anything. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, they they. Congratulations! They they are playing for the right to be got, be punched in the face by Denver. So, well, many boxers in the '80s fought for the right to get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. So, at least I'm Peter McNeely from Medfield, Mass. And when Saturday comes, they're going to kick Tyson's ass. Hey, he got a Pizza Hut commercial out of it. He did Hurricane Peter. I said I forgot it was Hurricane Peter McNeely. I apologize to the McNeely family. <laughs> That's awesome though. You get a Pizza Hut deal out of that. That that is that is great. Uh, uh, just by just by the way, a question for you. Uh, we're in the third quarter. I don't know if you care about Denver Phoenix. Yeah. Are 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 you recording it or can I talk about it quickly? I'll, talk, I'll, I'll yeah, just talk about it. Go ahead. So currently, the score is ninety-eight to seventy-one Denver. Mm. So if the Nuggets knock the Suns out here in six, what does that do for Durant? I mean, he's in, but does well, that mean? Uh, because if anyone's stock has gone up in this playoffs more than anyone, it's Devin Booker, who's just been incredible. Okay, well, I guess my take on with Durant is, I give him a pass this year because you still got to learn to gel. Just they all learn to gel. I got yeah. You. So I'm gonna like hold judgment as to what happens next year. Uh, I will say that Kevin Durant, it, he's in that category for me. The top five players I would love to see live and the least five players I want to hang out with because this guy seems like the most dullard, biggest dullard on the planet. At least James Harden might make me laugh and I think the guy's colossally stupid. Durant, I mean, like, I, I think I could try to come up with a thousand jokes and he would just do nothing. Possible. Like, I, I don't know. There's just something about him that seems very... I don't say unlikable, but very standoffish. Is, I think that's the best. Understood. You know, so, thing anyway, I, I derailed your thing. I was just checking. No, so no, I, I, no, actually, I can segue back in because then we're going to look at the second team where we've got yeah. Joker uh, with uh, who would have been under next year's format a first team. Oh, did you see uh, see what was trending today on Twitter, which was no 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 Jokic because yeah. I forget who put out his uh, top five for MVP and Jokic wasn't on it. Hmm. So, I'm sure Kendrick yeah. Perkins really loved that one, but anyway, of course, uh, of course he did. But I'll, but I'll leave it at that. Uh, Jokic is our, I think, already in because no two two time MVP is not. Is down, uh, so. Yeah, the only the only thing now is is become a champion, and this could be. But I mean, here's the thing: if he gets the Nuggets to the finals, mm -hmm. the Nuggets have never been to the NBA finals. That's a major stepping stone for that franchise, right? So it'll, it'll be really interesting. And maybe he's a slight, I don't know if he's bitter that he didn't get the MVP because I MV Embiid was the person I would have voted for too. I but, don't think he cares. Like he you know, just does know. not care. You're probably right on that. Uh, so, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, con concluding with second team, uh, Steph Curry, this doesn't mean anything for him because he's already a lock here, but the next two players, I think this is colossal. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 
Mm-hmm. I think this is massive for him. Four-time NBA All-Star, but this is the first time he's been All-NBA. I, I think this entire year has been so much for any type of Hall of Fame push for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he proved, especially with the worst that Rudy Gobert does, the better Mitchell looks. He had a, he joined the 70-point club this year. Uh, he is the pulse of a very exciting and future potential Eastern champion. I don't know, but it, it could very well be. There's no reason he can't build on this. This was a stepping stone he needed to take to make a Springfield push. I yep. truly believe that. Yep. He needs another couple, but yeah, uh, getting on the first time makes a big deal. Because once you're on the first time, now you're on the radar. So. Yeah. Uh, and someone who the first half of the season was eh, but the second half he tore it up. The His playoffs have been as good as anyone, if not better, if not the best. And that's Jimmy Buckets. Because I've always sort of I, I've I've been, I've had him on the fence for a while. I think this is the year he's going to himself as a Hall of Famer. If I, Miami, if he gets an eight seed, Miami, mm-hmm. the, the if he gets the zombie, the zombie Heat to the Eastern Conference Finals, and the, let's just say they, it doesn't matter who gets there between the Celtics and the Sixers, the Heat are a bad matchup for either of those teams. Mm-hmm. Like they're a tough matchup. They're not like it's not a walkover, right? Um, they have a shot. If he gets that team, the NBA Finals. I mean, come on, dude. He's just—he's terrifying in playoffs. I, I, I think the Knicks are a much better him. team. Mm-hmm. The, I think the Knicks are a much better team than he. But <clears throat> you can't kill Jimmy. Like he's—it's it's incredible. So he's only five years removed from being one of the league's flakes. Yeah, I—I I, I went to opening night in twenty. 16, where the Celtics played the, uh, no, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. where the Celtics played the uh, the Bulls. And uh, I have a, still have a cup in my closet of Jimmy as the main star of that team. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like, he, he's been on three teams since then. Well, I mean, there's some interesting players. Like, uh, Kyle Lowry, I mean, was was pretty much the, 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 the coach killer point guard before he became, got to Toronto. Injury prone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Lowry, I don't think Lowry is a Hall of Famer, but I think he's closer than other people would think he is. But he can't really add much. There's the tanks running low on, on Lowry. Uh, but Butler, I think this is the year that he cemented it. That second team, it, it's also very rare for anyone to get a uh, postseason all, all NBA when you didn't make the All Star team. It doesn't happen too often, especially mm-hmm. second team. Yeah, great. Yeah, and Butler. Wasn't some, that much of a snub on the All Star team? He didn't belong at that point, based on where he was. Yeah, uh, third and Jalen's the last one on that. Jalen's last one, yeah. Which I guess we kind of already talked about. So, uh, yeah. no, I'm not a Celtics guy. Uh, I, not, I just like this guy. He's he's I, he's great to watch. So I like him more. <laughs> I like him more now that you told me more about uh, how he sort of shit on by his by his fan base. Oh no 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 no. That's not what I said. I'm sorry. His fan, his home media. The home media, yes. My the apologies. fan base fucking loves it. Okay, my apologies. Okay. I, uh, I add that to another one of my verbal miscues. Yeah, we, we, I just, I want to make that clear. Like the Celtics fans, the vast majority want Jalen on this team for life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, no, the, the media, the media is always trying to trade him, right? They're going to trade him for Durant now. They're going to trade him for Durant. Like, 
they're always looking for, hey, like that, what is it, heavy.com? Every single day has some ridiculous trade where, where Jalen Brown is going somewhere. Like it happens all the time. And then it gets picked up by the lazy ass people in the Boston sports media and they talk about it for a week. It's just, it's annoying as hell. Just at this point, I mean, I don't know why you would want to like go all in on Durant at this point in his career when he's always going to be injured for at least 30% of your games. Yeah. So anyway, so let's get to 13. Uh, 13, LeBron. I mean, there's, I'm not even going to waste oxygen on this. We already know he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. In the I think this might be what pushes him in though. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we weren't sure at 18, but now 19. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we think so. Uh, I like this one for that helps him a lot uh, the, of the two Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I don't think it does that much to him because he's probably the weakest of the third team. Uh, but for Sabonis, mm -hmm. I think this helps him a lot. He was the pulse or the heart, really, of that Sacramento team. Mm -hmm. There, As long as they can hold on to him for a while, there's going to be some great things happening in Sacramento. Uh, this is the second time he's been in all NBA. I think both of them are third team. So I think this really helps him. Lillard, uh, seven all-star, seven all-NBA. There's he, He's there. Julius Randle to me is very interesting. Uh, this mm -hmm. is the second time for him. Julius Randle, I don't want to say that he came out of nowhere three years ago, but he that year he had three seasons ago, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. He slipped last year, and then this year he actually had a better year. Mm -hmm. His best year to date. Uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I'm a little bit, and I'm letting my own suspicion sort of get in the way, because when I look at his face, he looks 40 even though he's 27, mm -hmm. <laughs> never stopped LeBron, but there's, but I think this really helps him a lot. Yep. And, no, so, and so, uh, one's one thing, two is a big difference in your, in your resume. Absolutely. And now a lot now, of guys get one, but two makes a difference and you get to three. Now you're, you're 50% plus probably there. Well, uh, Manu Ginobili got in with two, I believe. 13. Yeah, but Manu, Manu's international is also a big thing. And the fact he's on four championship teams. No, They're absolutely. Fine. But I guess where I'm trying to go, it is possible. Yeah. But right. you have to have but every other intangible Here's what really starts getting the conversation. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need every other intangible going through like 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 Manu had, and he did. Uh, and yeah, so I, I think the, there's a lot of elevator ups. It's nice talking elevator up for a change as opposed to sort of elevator I have, I have another elevator up for you in a completely yeah. different sport. Yeah. Kenley Jansen. I was going to, yeah, I thought about mentioning him because he, yeah, he reported a save 400. Uh, I think that's mm -hmm. a pretty big deal uh, for him. He's having a really good comeback here. Yeah, the, the, the whole Red Sox team is significantly better than they should be. Yeah, it was. I think if I remember right, his, his ERA is under under one at this mm -hmm. point. Go, yep. go uh, Jansen is, is is a good pitcher. Uh, I think I compare him a lot to K Rod. So like when I saw that he got his 400th save, and I think I just wanted to focus on basketball. So I, I was kicking him. I would have used him if there wasn't all this other stuff. But yeah, that that is something worth mentioning. I completely agree with you on that. Uh, Jansen has an excellent resume. Uh, my also the member the, the person who was the star of my favorite John Boy video which okay. is, do, you, do you know I don't know if you know which one no and there's so many you can go with on John Boy but is this one where there's there's somebody on second base and just intentionally boxes look back up just stop looking 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 trying to tip my pitches motherfucker just go I don't know if he said motherfucker <laughs> but it just it, it was just like balls and I just loved it and he struck the guy out so it worked out so nice 
I, I love it when people uh, love themselves and they, and, they, and they write. Yeah, so Craig Kimbrell has 397, who's right behind him, but oh, hold on a second, I sneeze. Excuse me. Uh, but the only people who are Mariano. I didn't realize yeah, the only people behind him are Mariano, Trevor Hoffman, Lee Smith, all Hall of Famers, mm -hmm. Frankie Rodriguez, John Franco, who he has a whole separate conversation, Billy Wagner, who looks like he's trending the Hall of Fame, and then Jensen. If if Jansen has a similar season, he's going to end this season probably somewhere around either fourth or fifth. My guess is he ends up he's at four hundred. He can get another twenty five saves this year easy. Um, that would put him fifth all time, right behind Fran Frankie Rodriguez. Um, I, I'd and love to see a push for John Franco because Franco when yeah, he that, that's a whole. I mean, the, everything's changed since Franco came up. So. Well, well, also when he finally, when he came up, I mean, like that was the, the, the amount of people on that ballot, it was hard to even put him in that top 10. It was, it was one of the most loaded ballots, but that's, I've talked about that before. So I'd love to anyway. see him. Ballot. But anyway, so, yeah. Can, so, can we, I just wanted to Kenley Anson. Uh, no, is, absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, I was going to mention it and then I figured I, then I dropped it off in case I needed something for next week. So now I got to come up uh, with something. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe we can bring up uh, Kimbrel next week. Who knows? No. Um, <laughs> so, all right, should we get to my good, bad, and ugly? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to start with the good this week, um, which I don't necessarily do. Uh, because it's out of one of the weirdest things that's happened over the last decade, which is a schedule release for the NFL being an important thing. Uh, they used to just like release it in the sports section, like I don't know, just on like back when we used to get newspapers. It used to be a sports section with like a whole page with like box scores and little type and transactions and stuff. Kids, that's basically how they that that's the internet on paper, but you had to wait a day. That's one hundred percent. Uh, so, but that's basically how it used to be released when I was a kid. Now it's a big freaking deal. Uh, but I do have to say, I want to give credit this year to two video or two releases that I very much enjoyed. The Los Angeles football chargers uh, who released another um, anime version, which they did last year, which was super entertaining, but even more entertaining than that. And you should all watch it. The Tennessee Titans had their schedule released by interviewing random people on Broadway in Nashville and just gave them the logos and said, what team is this? Mm -hmm. um, so you'll know they opened against the Saints, which the person on the street called the St. Louis Rams. Um, <laughs> uh, someone, uh, someone came up, the Jaguars, when they came up the first time, someone called them the Chester Cheetos. Uh, and then the second time the Jaguars came up, the woman said, that's not even a real team. <laughs> it is incredibly hilarious. It takes you, two minutes. Were you suppressing a Nashville accent there? I was not. Okay. I, was not. I, I thought I thought you were sort of like going to, that you were going to try to do something there. And then you just thought at the last second you were going to push back. I haven't looked at this. There are, some, there are some woo girls in this video who call the Pittsburgh Steelers the 49ers. I mean, the 69ers. I mean, the stars. Um but uh, there's, it was, the whole video is, is entertaining. I highly recommend it. Uh, and nobody knows what the Colts logo is. They 
first group called them the Cowboys. And the second one's like, oh, I know that that's definitely the Cowboys because <laughs> of the the horseshoe logo. So it was it's highly entertaining. More teams should do fun stuff like this. I I enjoyed it. I had one of my drunken thoughts about the Colts logo. It's like, I started to come up with the thought that that might be one of the worst logos in the NFL. I mean, basically, your logo is footwear. Equine footwear. Yeah, but at least it's for the, the I suppose it's the right footwear. But it's footwear nonetheless. I think you could come up with something maybe a little bit more opposing. Maybe even just the letter I would be more interesting than footwear. It's not even close to the worst logo in in, uh, the NFL. What's the worst? Browns? There isn't one? Yeah, the Browns. I was actually one of the ones was like, what's this team? He goes, that's just the, the football helmet. <laughs> it's one of the calls. Yeah, the Browns is by far the worst logo. I, I haven't really looked at the schedule because I was, believe it or not, prepping for women's basketball. I wanted to sort of like sound intelligent. But I did. You know, I'm, so after this, I'm going to be looking at the same schedule, obviously, because that's that's my team. But I thought, you know what? Congratulations, Detroit fan base. Uh, I, I think because you're going to be a part of the kickoff game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just phenomenal. You've held out for a long, long time. I have a soft spot for you. I think a lot of us do only because it's not like, I don't think they've got an incompetent owner. Do I don't even know who their owner is right now. I should, but I don't. Okay. I mean, if they were really that bad, we'd know who it is right off the top of our yeah, head. It's like, so. it's like offensive linemen. You only know them if they're really, really good or really, really bad. Or if they're penalized. It's, it's like a, our, our good mutual acquaintance, Richmond Webb. Uh, who uh, is part of our committee? So I mean, yeah, we're, we're name dropping here. That's okay. Seven time pro, uh, seven time pro bowler. Uh, but you know, like I asked him once, like, so how does it sort of like work? Like when you like right at the start of the season, and because I want to know, like, how would they do that 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 sort of like face thing when they're when they're when they're doing all that? So, and so he told me it's just like one shot at the start of the season, and but you really don't want your that picture coming up. Because that it's only when when I, when I get a penalty. <laughs> yeah, understood. So. Yeah, but congratulations, Detroit. I mean, a big showcase game. I I think that's. I don't and, know. I just really like well, it. And the Patriots uh, are opening with Philadelphia at home, and they're bringing Tom Brady back. Now, whether he's going to start the game at quarterback, I'm not sure. Uh, but they are bringing him back to the stadium for that game. So. Yeah, so he, he he can now. Well, I'm I'm sure his uh, post career is going to go. As a comp, even just standing there next to Gronk would be far more entertaining than anything that my quarterback Drew Brees ever did. Fair enough. Uh, that was one of my correct predictions that he was not going to be a great analyst. Yeah, so there was no right, reason. So, to do that. Sorry, so I, I, I I went off the rails again. All right, let, let me let me go to my bad. Okay. Um, I this is a, someone who I respect greatly. I like the way he does things generally. Steve Kerr, shut okay. the fuck up about moving screens. Um, so he was complaining about flopping and moving screens and everything else. No team has gotten away with more moving screens in the history of basketball than the, the, uh, Draymond Green led Warriors for the past half decade. There, if you look, there's a, there's a play in game four of the Celtics Warriors uh, series last year where Draymond just literally trucked three guys in a row, Horford, 
It was Horford, Brown, and I can't remember who the third one was. Just literally ran straight through them. And no fouls were called on anything. And he has the audacity to go out there and talk about how Lakers players are flopping over the place. If you, The Celtics cannot complain about flopping when we have Marcus Smart, right? The Warriors cannot complain about flopping when they have Draymond Green. Of course they can. They, it's him working the refs in his own back end. Shut up about it. You you sound like you're way too smart. You sound like a fucking moron when you do it. I'm sorry. Don't do that. Stop it. You don't actually want them calling moving screens because you will have four players by the third quarter. Sorry. It just bothered the hell out of me. Like, if you looked at game five, Kevon Looney had four screens that were just like, he screamed the guy and just kept moving with him. The guy could not get around it. I know angry Evan should terrify me. One time, angry Evan did terrify me. Yeah. But right now, angry Evan is making me laugh hysterically. I just because it's just such just, so random just, in my head. It's just dumb. And honestly, if Joe Mazzulla came out and said that the Sixers were flopping, I would tell him the same thing. Shut the fuck up. Okay. I, just, I love angry Evan. This is great. Oh, drives me crazy. Anyway, that that was it for that. But now <laughs> I have to get to the thing, the thing that pissed me off the most. Oh, angrier Evan. The, the ugly. Okay, what is it? What can I say about the ringing of the NHL lottery that hasn't been said about Afghanistan? So, the NHL lottery announced before the third pick that went to Columbus without ever actually revealing it and cut to commercial. Right now, I know the whole thing is pre-taped. Maybe they could have edited it so that didn't happen. Right. But the fact that we had 2007, Kane was drafted by the Blackhawks. And then they had Taze. And now Taze and Kane are both gone. Mm -hmm. And in between, they have a, we keep hearing here in Chicago about what a great captain Kane was. The Bedard, when he gets here, first of all, the fact that they lost these two guys and now it's, they had 11% chance. I know. I get it. It's in the realm of possibility. But it's just too freaking convenient. And this team, the Blackhawks, suffered no real consequences for the lack of institutional control that led to Kyle Beach being repeatedly sexually abused and basically mocked by Patrick Kane and the leadership team of that franchise. You know, that's very true. Isn't it sort of interesting? Patrick Kane kind of gets a pass through that whole thing, but... Uh, How? How does he get a pass? I don't know. Because he won three championships? I guess so, but the but the head coach didn't. That cost him a Neither whole... Neither the general manager. Hmm? Head coach didn't, the general manager didn't, but there was no loss of draft pick. Okay, no, but no, but the head coach, was it Tortorella? I'm, I'm blanking on who it was. No, was Quenville. sorry, Tortorella. Why did I say Tortorella? No, okay. Tortorella. But, but, okay, but Scotty Bowman's kick. Okay, but Quenville, Quenville, that caught that would cost him the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay, just not going to cost Patrick Kane. I know. I'm just saying. I, I'm just calling out the hypocrisy of that. That that's yeah. It, it's not. It's not going to cost cost uh, the defender. I can't name his name. Not Brent Seabrook, the other guy. Oh, uh, uh, he finished his career in Edmonton. Uh, yeah. crap. Duncan Keith. We're completely out of my head. Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. It's not going to cost Duncan Keith. No, it's not. It's not going to cost Jonathan Tate. 
I'll, I'll even admit right now until you brought that up, I I, have, I forgot all about. Of course you did, because it. everyone fucking forgot about it because yeah. Bettman did nothing about it. Bowman got fired. Quenville got fired. The 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 team suffered no real consequence. Quenville got fired by a team by a different team. Let's also remember that. That's true. Yeah, because he was he was coaching Florida. He was coaching Florida at the time. Yeah, because right. there's a very good because and Florida still like there's a very good chance that that he it cost him another ring. Because mm-hmm. Florida is pretty damn good. I don't have to. No, I, I, have, I, 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 have I, I, I swear I, I did not bring that up. I, I did. I swear. No, no. The Celtics, the Celtics, the Bruins were one breakaway. If, if, if Marshawn scores on that breakaway with four seconds left in regulation in game five, we're not even talking about Florida anymore. They're already gone. Um, but, but it got saved. And then their defender hit, hit it with his hand and hit it just outside the net. He couldn't knock it in his own net. We're not talking about Florida anymore. Again, if they're a good team, they won the president's trophy last year. Um, so there's a good team. They beat the Bruins. I didn't want to play the Islanders. I was wrong. We should have played the Islanders. Better yet, the Penguins. That's who I really wanted. Because you would have kicked the shit out of the Penguins. Um, that's neither here nor there. But that's again, that's, that's, a, that's a very good. That's a, no, that's a very good point. Yeah, Chicago. Uh, Bedard. But like the, the idea that if there is karma in the world, right? The idea that they got this pick of what is like the next. I mean, his, his hype is Sidney Crosby level hype at this point, right? And let's also bring this here too. When it comes to hockey, when people are hyped this big, rarely, rarely do they. Yeah, very rare. Yeah, I mean, the last person who got this hype is going to win his next Hart Trophy, and that's Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, yeah, yeah. So I just it really bothered me. It it just I I know it's probably not rigged. But the fact they had that thing uh, with the, they had the gaff at the third pick with Columbus getting it, and then Chicago mm-hmm. getting the whole thing after Kane and Taze went away just left a bad taste of, taste a lot of teams mouth a lot of fans mouths. Mm-hmm. No, I get, yeah. I get I get what you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, the Blackhawks should have suffered some sort of consequences as a franchise. Um, there are franchises have suffered have lost draft picks for far less. Um, and they got nothing. So, why do you think that is? Because it's uncharted territory. I mean, it really isn't in hockey. Sad, sad, sad but true. There has been I a mean, Alan Eagleson and all, all sorts of other folks. Well, no, I'm just talking this specifically when it comes to sort of uh, gay abuse, you know, like l- l- everything that sort of happened. The granted, that's in the minors. So this is sort of new, I guess, in the NHL, I suppose. But yeah, I mean Kovalev. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, sorry. And I, I should have, I didn't mean a word as gay abuse, but, but it was, I guess it was predatorial ab- abuse of same sex, same sex predatorial abuse. I don't want to, mm-hmm. can you help me word this better? Yeah. Listing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know I, mean. I, I just, I, I'm just so I'm I'm incandescently mad, which I'm holding right now with the fact that this is how this how this went. Um, it's just it's real bad for the league. It's like real bad, uh, and I don't know if they realize it as much as they should. They don't because this did not become a bigger big enough story in the yeah. grand scheme of things. It did not. But and it I, was. Yeah. It was I, I honestly think a big part of that is just hockey players in general. 
don't court controversy. They're boring. Off the, in front of a camera, they are the most boring bunch of people on the planet. Off of that, they are not. Mm -hmm. They're definitely not. I've heard some, a lot of stories that I cannot repeat here. But anywho, what I can yeah. do is tell you about other stories in the Bucknerverse. Hold on, I'm going to do my little thing that we have uh, that's yeah. coming up. And because this isn't the only show I do, uh, finally, it's finally up. Uh, a show I do with Chris Bournet uh, when we're able to sort of get together because he's a very busy man. He's actually got a film that he's trying to push right now on the festival circuit. So I'm really proud to proud to know him and for that. I told him that the next time he needs sort of like a idiot white guy, mm -hmm. I'm going to cast. I think I would be great as idiot white guy. No? Nothing? You you can be. But anyway, we just uh, are finally our look at Small Wonders out. Actually, it's doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. too. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for all the people who've been watching that. That's one of our, our best starts. So, uh, I guess there's been a lot of people who seem to uh, remember that show. Not so, maybe not it's so fondly. Small, it's a small wonder that they do. It is, yeah. but check that out. Because uh, I'm I had a lot of fun with that. We're gonna have another one coming out soon. Uh, finally, in the retro football show, uh, the second episode's out. Super Bowl three. So right. Paul Lawrence. So that's out. I'm really uh, happy with that one. We've had a few little video things, a bit of a Simpsons clip that I kind of enjoyed. Okay. Yeah, it's about you know Johnny Unitas. That's a man you can uh, such a whose haircut you can watch too. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it's all about Johnny Unitas versus uh, Joe Namath. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a lot of fun. So check that out. Uh, we just finished recording uh, the final episode of How the Hell Did This Go to Number One. Because my partners, Andrew Tessman and Brad Nelson, kept picking good songs. Yeah, I know. So we, we closed it off with the uh, disco extravaganza, looking at the four number ones from Saturday Night Fever. And I had a special guest there from our football group, uh, Will Massah. I can never pronounce his last name, but he said, uh, don't worry about it. Everyone mispronounces it. Will, I think you only, you only saw him the one time. He sort of like... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Will, who actually used to play uh, 14 years after the hit for uh, Wild Cherry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he was telling us some stories there that I, the whole time I'm thinking, damn, I wish Evan was here because he would have just loved that. That would, that you would have loved like all of yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just couldn't do it. I, I was getting, I finally out I got my yellow belt in karate. Nice. Well, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where just because once, uh, I, I know that you're, because I always record that Tuesday night and I know you're usually pretty busy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, trying to land well, but there will will for that. But now that's gonna more that show is it's not completely dead. It's now gonna be repackaged. It's now gonna be how the hell was this a hit? Fair enough. And then Andrea screws it up again because I gave her first pick and she picked another good song. God, Andrea, if you're watching this, pick bad songs. Yeah, but she, well, she picked an interesting song. It'll be fun to look at it. Uh, so the first thing on the revamp show is gonna be One Night in Bangkok. Oh, the greatest. Uh... Is it now? I was gonna say, is that the top uh song ever from a musical? But probably not at this point. Well, it's, it, songs. it's the top song from a musical about chess, certainly. So it is an interesting song. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna force myself to actually, I've never heard anything from the, from the rest of the soundtrack. I've been trying to, and can't say I'm really enjoying it, but I'm trying to be a good host. I'm not always a good host. 
I'm really not. Uh, when we heard the phone ring earlier, that was my good buddy who's going to be the host of a or host of a future show that I haven't figured out the title yet. It's either going to be called When Athletes Sing or I Make Dave Watch Crap. <laughs> I don't know which okay. one was a better title. Because it's going to be... What? Like I, I like the second one, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So uh, it, that one, I'm going to try something of a different format because I'm going to make, I'm not going to tell him what it is. And then I'm just going to do the whole stream yard thing and have him watch it live and react to it. <laughs> so like that where I'll know what it is. So cause apparently you, you, all you kids love these reaction videos. So, Hey, we'll try one. Uh, one last thing to promote. So if you're a football fan, I finally got the whole list of this. We are redoing the pro football hall of fame with the premise that what if it started in 1946? Because when Evan and I do all these football uh, things, we always find, despite what Deion Sanders will tell you, that there's just so many people left behind. Mm -hmm. What if they had a head start? And Evan and I are in the same belief that halls of fame should usually start 25 years after an institution comes into existence. So I've come up with 130 people who I think could be a preliminary list. I've sent that over to our good friend, Jack Silverstein. If you have, if, if you're a Chicago sports fan or if you're just a sports fan, follow him at Reed Jack. Mm -hmm. you, you really should. Uh, the thought he puts into everything that he touches is just incredible. But uh, so he's going to help. Uh, he's going to be a big part of that. But we're trying to recruit people to be part of that committee of the, of the voting body. Uh, Evan and I were part of a voting body that uh, our last week's guest, Nick Baumbach, did. And it was such a fun process when we were we thought we acted like we were rock and roll hall of fame voters. Yep. That was great. Yeah. And I, and it was a lot of fun. I think we did a better job, but sure as hell a lot more transparent. That's for damn sure. That is true. We're hundred percent. We're more transparent. So yeah. as will this be. So it's inspired a lot by that. And if you think that you want to be a part of that, uh, we're especially looking for people from different uh, fan groups that, because we, there's a lot of people in Chicago, Boston, Denver. I don't know how Denver sort of worked out, but it just sort of did. Uh, and it's not that, it, I mean, if you can be from those areas, but we really want to get people from like from fan bases such as like, would be, what's one that we have no representation from? We have no one from the dolphins. No, although we know a dolphin, go figure. Uh, if you know one, but we have no one from the dolphins. We have no one from the Cardinals or no one from Atlanta. Rams, Atlanta, Washington. Yeah. Um, a lot of West Coast. We're, we're missing out on a lot of West Coast, with the exception of Denver. I'm, I'm sure we can get the Violator to be a part of this, so we'll, we'll have a pretty big name as part of that, an actual member of the of the of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the fan division. So I'm sure he'll do that. So, but we, we want to get people who just have a lot of interesting sort of takes on it. Uh, we want to sort of like cross the cross the country if we can. Because generally, like, I think I know the Saints fan base or the Saints fandom pretty damn well. I can't say that I know that about any other team as well. I can't. It's not right. possible. Right. It just isn't possible. Evan would say the same thing about his love about the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And yet, he's the biggest advocate for our Minnesota Viking. 100%. I am, I am so much so that I will screw up facts in order to try and get stuff the right way. Uh, but no. I'm, my 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 cause after is 100% Kevin Williams, who is in a completely different conference than I saw play my Patriots, I think, twice. And sometimes that just happens. Uh, I had the pleasure of, I'm segueing again, but I had the pleasure of interviewing somebody that you can find on the site, uh, 
and he just became enamored of a, a baseball player from the late 1800s, Jim McCormick, and did a phenomenal uh -huh. job as to why he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You should check that out, actually, too, because he's done a better job just on his fan page, just for that, than anything else I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like, all through all facts and not sort of any kind of team fandom, because how could he? But he mm -hmm. laid it out perfectly. So, I mean, that's really the type of people we're looking for. Ideally, if we can get 50, that'd be great. I don't want to bloat it, but I think we can. I think we can, but oh. that's something we're looking forward to. And at this point, Evan's getting tired. He's got to go to work tomorrow. I got, well, I, I actually don't have to go to work tomorrow. I'm taking tomorrow off. It's no. gonna, we're celebrating our 13th wedding anniversary. So I'm... Dude, no, seriously? I'm, yeah, my hey. 13th wedding anniversary or 13th wedding anniversary is coming up on Monday. Which is a tough day to go. Oh, so yesterday getting, was my fifteenth. Uh, yeah, it's no one one three, my thirteenth. No, so. no, yesterday was my fifteenth. Oh, yesterday was your fifteenth. Yeah, that, that's sort of why I went like, ah, congrats. Yeah. 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 So no, so we're we're going we're gonna actually see whose line is it anyway live. Yeah. Well, so, next, so next Ryan Sales, and a couple other guys. Nice. Yeah, next week that's when we're doing that houseboat thing. Uh I'll I'll send you some pictures for it. I've never seen anything oh. like it. All about prairie living, my friend. Enjoy. Enjoy where life takes you. So I think with that, uh, promoted pretty much everything. I always forget something, but I, I there right. are a lot of things. It's always, always coming up. We got more coming. So. Oh, God, yeah. We have a hell of a lot more coming. With that, uh, wherever you all are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everyone. Take care.